0: If I took time out to really think about some of the stuff they said in this movie, I would I, I would probably go insane. Um, at one point, somebody says the line, and just as deep for both are infinite. She's talking about her love for her father, who's the devil, I, I guess. Ahoy, motherfuckers, this is Brandon's fault. Brandon, you got on me for movies that I knew were bad.
1: Dead heist. How you think this movie's bad? Dead heist is actual bad movie.
0: Okay, so when you stop, so so I'm gonna need you. Nobody
1: thinks those movies are good.
0: So I'm gonna need you to stop and explain to me what sense it take it makes. Hey y'all, stop this little kid from putting up posters of Petey's uh, comedy show. Yeah, let's shoot him.
1: He shot him to make him mad.
0: He shot a little kid to make Petey mad because he was putting up posters for Petey's comedy routine. Leroy and Skillet. Yeah,
1: Leroy and Skillet.
0: And then at the little kid's funeral, they shot up the funeral like this was 1986's Colors. Ladies and gentlemen, today Brandon will be explaining why we watch Petey Wheatstraw.
1: I just watched Snowfall and they shot up a funeral on that.
0: That's different. That's what I'm saying. 1986 Colors, yeah, gangbanging was a thing. That's different. You shoot you up know your they, enemies. You
1: don't know think they had gangs in the 70s?
0: Not for no fucking comedy club. I refuse to believe Leroy and Skilly didn't have shooters.
1: The, the comedy club game is
0: lethal. lethal. Okay. You saw
1: it, Mr. White.
0: Okay. Come on. Go ahead. Explain this to me because I have questions and I've seen some shit.
1: This is an excellent film. I don't understand how you don't like it. I saw this on Google. Eighty-six percent of people like it. Guess what? Guess what? Don't have eighty-six percent. Dead Heist? If or Dead Heights came out in the seventies, it would be Legend this. of Legend of Chun Li.
0: Wait, I wait. No, you put Legend of Chun Li on there, motherfucker. You and Stephanie don't do not don't ever attribute that
1: shit to me. Legend that was y'all. Chun-Li. Mm-hmm. All those bad movies you made me watch. This was fun. I am building a custom closet and I got to take and I had to take out an hour and a half of my building time to watch a film and I couldn't have thought of anything better.
0: Conversely, I am doing conditioning and basketball training, and I had to take an hour and thirty minutes out of my time to watch this, and I couldn't think of anything worse. Well, and then we have Jeff. You know.
2: I was just off of board, so I was like, "Let me watch this shit." And it's shit,
0: Brandon. This is not a good movie at all. Great <laughs> <laughs> is not a good movie. <laughs> if I, I mean, I saw so much paint being used for blood in this film. I saw so much. I had forgotten that Rudy Ray Jones never knew how to do karate, but I didn't know no one else in his films knew how to either, because it's this is. This is where a lot of stuff from Black Dynamite came. I can say that much. I can see how folks will see him doing this and be like, I right, th- it can't get any worse than this. Because Weedy Petey Wheatstraw, nigga, he the his mom at the beginning of the movie birthed a 12 year old. Yes. And a watermelon. And,
1: and a watermelon. That's the,
2: that's the issue with the movie.
0: You you It's a comedy. It
2: okay, it was a comedy, where do we get the funeral shoot shooting down the funeral
1: scene from? Exactly. It wants to be everything. They got they had people get shot up and Don't Be a Menace and y'all call that a comedy. Yeah, but it was still
2: in the you know, it was still in that Comedy genre where you found something humorous or somebody was flat, you know, something something you didn't stupid. Think it was funny? That put no,
1: that, that master, that he died. Like that that <laughs> shit was so so so, so
0: what you're saying isn't so much. It was funny on purpose. It was funny because of poor acting.
1: No, it was funny. You think he didn't act like that on purpose? No, that was the whole point. This is a no, and and
0: movie. I I want to point out that. Your movie choices for Black Exploitation Month have gotten increasingly worse. Because even though we didn't discuss it, we'll discuss it at some point.
1: Truck Turner. Excellent film. I you don't keep have... judging these films on, like, a different standard. No, don't I don't judge the films them... on whether they're good. I'm judging them within the context of Black Exploitation Films. This well, film like, was designed But
0: here's the problem. Be, this is only the third black exploitation film I've seen and the other two were Coffee and Truck Turner.
2: Like if you're going to if he would have saw Dolomite, I think it would have been better. Once you seen Dolomite yeah. and seen everything else, it's progressively it's, worse. It gets I the mean, hell. you I'm haven't given things,
0: me but, you haven't given me The Mac, you haven't given me Superfly, you haven't given me Shaft. You've given me Truck
1: Turner. Coffee, <laughs> and Petey Wheatstraw. Petey Wheatstraw? Listen, I wanted to give you something that's a comedy. You're judging this like it's supposed to be a serious film. It's I'm judging it as it's a movie. Out, the movie starts out with the baby being born 10 years old. How do you take it serious? And also,
0: also, also was the nigga born in slavery times? No, he's born in the poor self. But then, like, the next scene, he's, like, maybe a year older, and he's it's, like, alleyways and all that kind of shit. So where was he born? This makes no sense to me. Like, it went from him literally being born in a, a, a clap shackle house that looks like it has a, a tin roof, and the next thing we know, he's in the alley that Ricky got shot in and boys in the hood. You know people that Yo- move? not you know if they get not 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 if they live in a one in a studio uh tin roof hut where the the white doctor has to come out and deliver the baby and you know you know no what problem. Jeff was about to say something go ahead Jeff
2: yeah, the, the problem with the movie is, is the whole story alright the premise of the we get to the point where he learns martial arts right and it's like always <laughs> brain.
0: does he learn martial arts or does he learn martial arts the same way that young John claude Van Damme learned martial arts in fucking Bloodsport which was getting your ass whooped over and over and over yeah. again
2: but he was it always said basically he was supposed to use his brain in the end but the ending was like well, see, so you oh, the the got movie? outsmarted. Like, because the grin the, is like, always use your brain. And then, even when he was making the deal with the devil, he was saying that, I guess he was saying his old sensei say, wise, wise, be wise. And it's like, okay, so this is going to have an ending where he outsmarts the devil. No.
1: See, y'all looking at it all different than me. It made perfect I, sense I, to I, me. And I'll get you know, to it.
2: I know what you're doing. You're doing absolutely what they did in the 70s. Let's go watch this popcorn movie and
1: laugh. I am with you. No, I understand what you're saying. Even the story makes sense. See, I look at it differently. It wasn't so, that he it was didn't, It wasn't that he so didn't get, It wasn't that he didn't use his brain. It's that he got corrupted by the power of the devil. And if, and if and it messed up his sense of right and wrong in using his brain. No, that's what it was. No, he got corrupted by power. No, Cuz he stopped no, using he, his brain and he started just using that stick every time. The only time he used that stick when he
2: basically abused that child by picking that little kid's hair, which is the most insane scene I've seen in cinema. <laughs> that kid legit starts crying and he's just happy dancing and going down the street. That's right. I was like, what is happening? And he That's was helping right. out the neighborhood. But then you also gonna drug a random bum.
1: The movie's insane. That's right. It's a yeah, much, I, it's a much worse done, ridiculous film like you would see today, but it's just much worse done because it's the seventies and it's Rudy really Ray more with a bunch of bad actors. Right, uh, but mm. it's not designed to be good. It's designed to be fun.
2: Okay, got, can we? Yeah, can we say, Negro
1: say, Stick. Yeah, Negro Stick teaching him can out we, like Daredevil.
2: Can we say time has not been kind to
0: his universe? God.
1: Oh, we of course not. That?
0: Okay. Um I I have questions.
1: I know Rashani gave a ten to a movie that had that the plot of the movie was that somebody was turning black people into horses.
0: No, I didn't. I hated
1: uh No, you I, gave I, a ten I, to sorry to bother you. I'm looking at it right here on that review. I did? Yes, you gave a ten. A ten out of ten.
0: Oh wow. no, that's because I worked as a call center receptionist and I know how to use that white voice. And here's the thing about this movie. Nothing, nothing takes me out of a movie quicker than when you can't be on sync with what you're supposed to be doing. Like there's a part where Leroy and Skillet get their comedy night that they shot up a kid and an entire funeral for. And even before Petey comes in there and starts using his magic stick, the band literally stops playing and the music is still going. Because they're lip syncing like they can play music. And they're spinning around, they're holding their hands up and all that kind of stuff. And it's out of sync with the actual music. Mm -hmm. That sort of stuff will take me out of it. Like, yeah, you can say this to comedy, and that's your opinion. I'm not going to fight what other people think is funny unless something that, again, homophobic, transphobic, racist. Those are the three things that I will stand on. This movie had none of those things. It just... You know, I did laugh when he was like, what do you have? You have $28 some semi-cent in one pocket and this much semi-cent in the other pocket and he was like somebody else's pants. That was a good joke for the 70s. That sounds like a Smother, Smothers Brothers type of joke, but it's a good joke. But the rest of it was just painful. Like, I know that you enjoy this and you enjoy the 70s and that's why I'm not going to yuck your yum or anything like that. But this was not, I know I can't, your yum is way too high. Like you, you just have, you love these. This was not, if you, if I wanted to show you the best of my view of what movies were, Dead Heights wasn't in that list. Dead Heights was in the Horrible Movie Month, remember? We knew they were horrible movies.
1: I didn't say these were the best, though. I just spreaded them out. But I think. Watch all the good ones to start.
2: You know, and I think that's where the problem comes in because Rashani only—he hasn't seen a lot of black exploitation movies. So you should have started with the actual best Rudy Ray movie instead of going for like the medium or with somebody would say you know lower movies. If you saw might he might enjoy that more. He was still have issues because it's still that same, same kind comedy of Rudy Ray more comedy though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not. But this one is like. You know, I, this he he feeling this himself like Dolomite has been a success, Human Tornado has been a success. Oh, just do what the fuck you want to do now.
0: Yeah, it's a heat check. This movie was a heat check movie, and the one thing I got from this movie was okay. That's where Bullhorn from Black Dynamite came from. That's the one thing I grasped from it. Bullhorn is supposed to be Rudy Ray Moore with the loud mouth and the rhyming. Boom.
2: Oh,
1: the rhyming is perfect.
2: You know what? I, you know what I think this is. I also think too. You look at somebody like uh Austin Powers. Mm. Austin Powers knew well. Mike Mike Myers was like, "All right, I'm done. Everyone, yeah, I, I'm I'm not what's in anymore. It, people have moved on." Rudy just kept going.
1: Rudy was like, terribly like, different than the Austin Powers film. Yeah, just but what I'm just saying in
2: that, Yeah, but what I'm saying is just as far as the whole Rudy. His whole stick. It, it yeah. after a while it gets because it's the same, you know, rhyming and this, the women, and then there's some bullshit storyline that's gonna happen that probably ain't gonna add up in the end. But you know, he we'll get to the end. Somehow we'll find an ending for
1: it. All right, what's watch this. I'm gonna make it make sense. I'm gonna answer all your questions too, Rashad, because I have <laughs> well, this is gonna be fun. I, have I don't answer. need
0: you to answer questions. I don't have questions. This movie is what it is.
1: You said you I had just, questions.
0: No, as you describe this movie, I'm going to have questions as you discuss this movie. I'm going to be like, "Yo, yeah, that happened, but it's more of a this I I can't talk about what didn't make sense because in every black exploitation movie that we've seen thus far, there's been at least three things that don't make sense. And if I stood there and, and talked about all of them, it wouldn't work. I've now had to adopt the idea that black exploitation movies were made with a smaller budget and so fuckery was bound to occur. You can still have people who try. And that's the thing that gets on my nerves about these they movies. This is it's, it's this, that's the same thing that gets on my nerves about these movies, It's the same thing that gets on my nerves when I read Ratchet Book Club. Is that the books that I read that were written for white people, primarily, and then black folks adopted them or were written for all races, are edited better. They read better. The punctuation is better. The mm. grammar is better. All these things just flow better. And then I read the urban novels and it's like, there's no punctuation. There's no happenstance or why or reason to things that happen. It just happens because we think this will be cool. And that's what I feel about exploitation: is that it could be great if these folks realize that even though this is a black exploitation film, this may be your shot to get into larger stories, into but, the other, into the mainstream, and none of them yeah, ever took that seriously. And so, 2020 watching 2020. it now, but and that's and that's wrong. that's why I said watching it now. Watching it now, I am watching a lot of people not take things seriously. And the one thing that I will take seriously in these movies is my time. And I feel like these movies are wasting my time.
2: I think uh, it would have been like, I honestly think it would have been better. like, if you watch Superfly, you'll be like, okay, that's a good black sportation movie. But I think the choices that were made this month are more of those type of movies that are like, okay, I see issues here. I see issues here. This is not funny. But there but are issues good with black- Superfly. That's not yeah, a, what a good movie saying.
1: either.
2: Well, what, Superfly? But, it's, no, but you it's can tell somebody but you can tell somebody actually took the time and took it a little more He took it serious. Rudy wrote Rudy made he just basically said nobody's going to pick me to be in a movie. I got to do it myself. And he rolled with that. He just kept riding. You know, he wrote he did it himself. Good for good or for bad. He did these movies on, you know, however he got them done. And, and they were starring him. Other people, Superfly. I'm trying to think of another good one. Would you say Foxy Brown? Maybe, Foxy
1: Brown is fine, but they're all. Yeah, Fox- but they're, none of them are good movies on the scale of like. <laughs> no, not when you put them up with movies or, or now. Of course not. Like that. They're supposed like this movie is not supposed to be serious. It's it's like a it's like a a parody comedy. It's like an out there ridiculous comedy film, and so that's what I judge it under. I don't judge it under like oh they were acting good in this film, or they were trying. I watch films where people are, are trying to be good, and it's bad and boring. These these films are this film in particular is ridiculous. Coffee was not ridiculous. Coffee was serious. It's just an absurd plot and premise, but it was a serious film. It wasn't like this. Neither was Chuck Turner. Honestly, Chuck Turner was about a bounty hunter trying to get trying to get this pimp.
0: Truck Turner yeah, was a I, nasty motherfucker.
1: He was nasty,
0: that's true. <laughs> but I, I nigga wore a shirt with cat piss on it. Um, <laughs> but I will put, so far in the rankings, Coffee's number one, Truck Turner's number two, this movie's number three, because this movie not only is a Rudy Ray Moore thing, but it seems like it's a lot of vignettes. Like there's a lot of things that are happening in this movie that don't, have a, a a full a whole storyline. Like his mm-hmm. thing was I'm going to stop uh L- Leroy and Skillet's thing where we're going we don't want Petey Wheatstraw who when he was a kid and learning karate he tells his karate teacher he wants to be a comedian. What the fuck are you doing here then, fam? So um The whole thing is Leroy and and Skillet are like, yo, if he has his comedy night before us, we're going to not get any money and these white folks are going to kill us. So let's go kill this boy. After that whole thing gets played out, which is halfway through the movie. After that's a bunch of vignettes of him just using his power, it seems. And (laughs) I'm
2: just curious, would
0: y'all give Leroy and Skillet $100,000 just like that? The way he looked, I wouldn't trust him with $10 in a coupon.
1: Well, you know, if you you know you're going to fuck him up, if you don't get your money back, then you don't really got to worry. They
0: don't look like they got the money to pay me back. Like, Leroy and Skillet, when they were doing the actual routine, one thing I looked at for Leroy, or maybe it was Skillet. No, it was Skillet. No, it was Leroy who was wearing that stupid-ass red suit. I was like, he looks like a clown genie. Like, I wouldn't take him seriously at any point in his
1: life. And... He looked like a shyster to me. One thing...
2: That bit worked better than on San Francisco. In a movie, it was just too much. Yeah, they're great on San
0: Francisco. Oh, they're on San Francisco Sun? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Like I said. I love the song. Past that. Um But it's like I, I watched this movie and there's a part where a woman, her her husband, I guess, comes home and she's yelling at him about how she uh was slaving over a hot stove for him and he leaves off and he immediately goes back to another woman and he's like hey baby and the, the wife comes out with a knife and she's about to stab him and so Petey's like hey don't kill him like he does this whole freeze thing but everybody's mouth is still moving because they can't fucking freeze so they're like Arr! so he's like don't kill him I'll give you one wish and she was like I want you to make him into a little black puppy dog and he turns him into a puppy isn't that the same as killing him
1: uh, I mean he's technically still a living being. Yeah, he's he just turned into a dog, a puppy, I he guess. Just into a so dog. you did nothing to help this
0: dude out. You didn't stop her from like ruining his life. You just made him into a dog, and I'm like, what's the logic in this? How did you even show up? Why are you here? He was he just was going in the
1: neighborhood. Himself. Yeah. It's like Spider Man really it's like Spider Man walking down the street dancing after he got the venom sitting up. <laughs> you just do shit because you got that type of power. That's he was supposed was. to be helping out the. Hood. He was supposed to be helping out the hood.
2: That's what he was doing. Like, Man, Carter broke down, and he gave him a new car. It, it, it i was can just. Can explain
1: insane. this ridiculousness? Go, go, start from the, the beginning and explain so, it. So, first of all, the intro was awesome. Uh, Is PD Meets reached out? Okay,
0: three. okay, stop.
1: <laughs> stop,
0: stop, Brandon. I'm gonna need you to be unbiased, sir.
1: <laughs> I am. you am Petey Wheatstraw, the devil's son-in-law. The high sheriff. Oh, belt. the cold open. Okay. All right. Yeah, the cold open. Was, I, I thought this was dope. That was fine. Is this when we get Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Right.
0: Okay. Best part of the first I hour. Okay, have,
1: go. I went with Notorious Fanny and made love to Lullabell. I didn't get that. <laughs> Took the 4th of July and put it in June. I made the leap year jump over the moon. <laughs> I can show the tombstone and make baby ghosts. This is, a, this is great ridiculousness. I don't understand. That was absurd. That was such an absurd opening. He was just, but wow. Isn't
0: that what he does in all of his stuff? That's a stick. It. It, yeah, it, because, I mean, I know without a shadow of a doubt, the only thing I know about Dolomite is from House Party. Right. Which is Bernie Mac saying, way down in the jungle deep, a dignified monkey stepped on a lion's tail or lion's feet or whatever. What was his name? Dolomite. That's all I know. So he did that in Dolomite.
2: Not Bernie Mac,
0: Um. Or Robin Harris. I'm sorry. Yeah, Robin Harris. Rest in peace. Bernie was in the second one. I No, the third one. I knew I, I knew know. you. I haven't knew your name. They used to call you Jawbone.
1: <laughs> Best part of the movie. So then, oh boy. then pd got born, a birth a birth And uh
0: But he's a twin brother to a watermelon, fam. Yeah.
1: Because he's stupid. <laughs> you keep asking this question. It's a stupid that's his comedy. He does also, stupid. the mom did a
0: horrible job at acting like she was in labor because she was stopped. Ah! ah! What are you doing? What are you doing over there? You good, doc? What are you doing? Ah! Ah! I'm not an elephant. I didn't have sex with an elephant. This is wild. You
1: no, know, That's what the husband said. Are you trying to say my wife has sex with an elephant? And she, he's like, nah, but look how big her stomach is. <laughs> and then the watermelon comes out first, by the way. And watermelons is a running theme in this movie. Uh, because, you know, racism. And then mm-hmm. uh, he came out a full-grown boy speaking English. And he said, ain't no sucker ass doctor going to bite me and get away with it, or spank me and get away with it. He starts whipping the doctor's ass. The doctor runs off, and then he starts talking shit to his daddy, and his mama told him, I'm going to name you Petey Wheatstraw. So my question was, is, there, is one of their last names Wheatstraw, or did she just name him Petey Wheatstraw? I was, very, I was very confused there. I was very confused on the naming convention. And is that how it works? I don't have no kids. But, like, do you think of the name before, or does the baby come out and you go, oh, you know, he's acting like a Petey Wheatstraw. So we're going to name him that? Like, I don't know how the naming thing works. Rashani. you should know. How you pick names?
0: Way before. And it ain't going, his middle name ain't going to be Straw.
1: So I'm assuming that's his last name. Peter, uh, I mean, I, Petey's a normal name.
0: Is it but. though? Peter is a normal name. Petey is a nickname.
1: Yeah, Petey's a nickname. A normal nickname, I should say.
0: Yeah, she said your name is Petey Wheatstraw. And nobody calls him Peter. It's just Petey, not Pete.
1: <coughs> well, some people's name is Mike. Every Mike ain't a Michael.
0: That's because their parents yeah. saw Petey Wheatstraw.
1: <laughs> and then we get the intro credits and we get another intro song. How about the intro song? Can you give that credit, Rashani? Fuck you. I mean, no, <laughs> no. The
0: intro, the intro song is literally these niggas saying Petey weed straw" over and over again.
1: Have yeah, you that. picked this up yet? That's what
0: all the black plantation. No, 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 Man, because I a- saw the, the 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 I saw the Eddie Murphy Wesley Snipes uh uh biopic where they recreated whatever movie it was that they did, and I know that this is how Rudy Ray Moore does shit.
1: Coffee <laughs> Coffee Steam song was yeah. Coffee is her name, Coffee is Brown or whatever. Yeah, like but it's not voice. just
0: at least there's lyrics. We I made fun of that shit too, but at least there were lyrics. This was PD wee straw. PD wee straw. Petey wee straw peat wee PD wee Petey wee straw PD wee straw PD
1: Petey I don't know about that. I feel like it was words. No, there weren't. Jeff, are it you was. There wasn't any of them. Were well, none of them got that many words. Yeah, but
2: I'm saying uh, uh, to give credit to that is a, If you watch more black exportation movies, that's a thing where they just say the name of the title of the movie <laughs> or whatever.
1: Yeah, everybody knows the Shaft song. Have you actually looked at the lyrics of the Shaft song? It's like five lines in the whole song, in a, and then it's, and then it goes on for like four minutes with no words, just playing instruments and then it comes back to finish with like four more lines.
0: But but what you're missing in these circumstances is that these other songs, the groove, the groove pushes the music. The groove pushes the 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 intro. This didn't do that. Even with Coffee, it was done by Roy Ayers and the groove pushed the intro. This was not on the same standard, even Truck Turner's intro, which was done by Isaac Hayes, was pushed by the groove.
2: Remember that PD working on a bunch, so right? You can
0: get so that's Brandon keeps like you can't compare this to the, the apples and oranges. This is not these are not the same thing at all. There's so, from what I'm learning in my crash course on black exploitation is four legs good. Two legs better because you're all animals, but some of these are better than others. Some all animals are created equally, but some animals are more equal than others. I think that's it.
1: This one had a whole a woman singing a whole verse of a whole verse of songs, but that's neither here nor there. So then we get a montage of him growing up and uh, you know,
0: getting beat getting up in the alley,
1: whipped. he's getting his ass whipped by these other kids. And then Bantu shows up and who's Black Stick from Daredevil. And he's like, do you want to know the ancient Oriental ways? Because they said Oriental in the 70s.
0: And and Petey's like, you're not
1: going to call the
0: cops? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wrong horribly active movie.
1: And then he said... Uh, <laughs> Then they get the training montage of him learning martial arts.
0: He didn't learn shit. He got his ass whooped for a good three minutes. All he got was hip tossed over and over again, and you know, then he, he used a knife, bricks. and then and then he it took him two tries to break through them bricks, and then he chopped up shit for a salad. He ain't up, yeah, up yeah, a cut up some water
2: with a boomerang.
0: That's a
2: watermelon. He hey, cut hey, up a hey, watermelon, watermelon,
0: and then he took sure. the knife, and he's he's waving his arms around, and then he used the knife to cut up some cucumbers, and they had a nice little yeah. cucumber watermelon salad. I was so worried
2: for that uh, child actor.
1: Mm-hmm. That way that big bad happened, there. And then out of nowhere, PD tells Bantu he wants to be a comedian. And he's yeah. like, I want to grow up and change the world by making people laugh and being on stage. So,
0: and does not game. tell one funny joke throughout this entire damn movie.
1: Well, he starts roasting his husband. So he, he's no, That's the up. best movie. That's the best part of the movie. <laughs> he's doing stand up. He sees this woman with this big ass. He talks about how much he likes big ass. And if they
0: told, said, if you told, if they told you to haul ass, it will take ten trips. I laughed at that part. I got to The best part. Insult hey, man, comedy makes I'm me my, laugh.
1: Well, my wife like <laughs> that. Like you can't talk about my wife like that.
0: Shut up. And then- shut your ugly.
1: <laughs> 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 the delivery for that was just hilarious. <laughs> his delivery's great. That's straight out of his comedy, though. Yeah, like his yeah. stand up. Straight out of his stand up. And so um, you know, he roasts his husband, and then they cut to this business meeting with Leroy and Skillet and Mr. White, because of course the of course, white man is Mr. Yeah. White. Because that's that's a that's another black exploitation trope a very on-the-nose names very on the White or the man (laughs) yeah and um you know Leroy and Skillet you know they're acting you know they're acting it up because that's how they act too they were like a comedy like group like a troop like a team like in the 60s and shit they toured around with like Red Fox and all them other people from the 60s and 50s and 60s um and so they're doing their little, you know, oh, yes, Mr. White, you know, we're going we gonna to make sure we have this big show. We're going to get your money back and more. And, you know, Mr. White basically says, you know, if you lose my money, I'll be the most dangerous man in town. Basically telling them, like, don't fuck this up. Or, you know, there's going to be some consequences and repercussions from another movie that Rashani likes. And then they go to, uh, oh, Pete Weestrow is doing a radio interview. And you know, we never got to see his show that he was in town for. That show never fucking happened.
0: Never, <laughs> never. never.
2: So um, Leroy and Skillet could have made their money if they just didn't.
1: <laughs> 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 they absolutely could have made their money.
0: Them niggas were worried made over made nothing.
1: Anyway. They must have thought black people are broke, and they can only go to one show. So like, if I go to the y'all show, I can't go to the other show. There's mm-hmm. no two shows in 1977 for black folks in a week. Uh he's he's hyping up his show and uh they cop you find out that he's doing the show the day after Leroy and Skillet show opens. And Leroy's over at the crib i mean at the at, at the um at his like uh club to he, listen to the radio I think he's The office like yeah the office he's listening to the radio and he finds out that uh PDB is doing the show and apparently PDB straw and Leroy Skillet got history. Uh, They owe him money. They owe him money. Uh, (laughs) And then they they cut to, this was so weird. I need y'all, I need someone to explain. This is the one thing I didn't understand. So they cut to Steve's den. This is where Petey's doing his show. And he's talking about, hey man, last time I came here, y'all had this shitty ass dressing room. I thought you were going to upgrade this. And Steve was like, nah, like I ain't upgrading it. And he's like, let me tell you a story about the difference between love and larceny. And he starts talking about if you take a shit and you look in this sh- and you take a shit and you get up and you wipe your ass and you walk away, that's love. But if you take a shit and you get up and walk, wipe your ass, and then you turn around and look at your shit, that's larceny because only a person with larceny wouldn't trust his asshole. What the fuck does that mean, Jeff? What is that?
2: You tell me, because I just, I, <laughs> I listened and I actually rewinded and I was like, wait, let me listen to this again. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Whatever.
1: What does that mean? And what does that have to do with the dressing room? Who knows? I was so confused. I had no idea what was happening here, like That's none.
2: How, it was some bullshit. <laughs> just some shit to say.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I had I didn't have the slightest idea about what the fuck that was supposed to mean.
2: Or I can tell you absolutely what it was. If that guy's a um, comedian, that was his bit, and he wanted to get
1: it in the movie. (laughs) It had to be. Because
2: it didn't even make sense in the context of the movie.
1: It didn't make any sense at all. I didn't understand that part in the slightest. What's that guy's name? Let us see if he's a comedian. Steve Gowan. Oh, no. He's just an actor. Known from the guy from Harlem, and ain't that just like a honky? (laughs) (laughs) What a name for a fucking movie! He was only in four movies his whole life, by the way. The guy played Steve, and then Deaf Comedy Jam. Apparently, he did stand up in 1992. Well, Deaf Comedy Jam. So yeah, I guess he was a comedian. Yeah,
2: he was a comedian. That was yeah. You're
1: right. So he's a comedian. Um. So then, uh, you know. Pete was like, "Yeah, but your dressing room's still trash." So there's that. So Petey, they're like, "Let's toast up and drink," and they t- have a toast. And then he walks out, and he's got some people robbing his car, which he called dope headed junkies. And he said, "It makes me sick. That's why you niggas can't have shit." <laughs> wait, so wait, I- wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. What you ain't gonna do is skip across the street. These niggas. Okay, so you've seen people break down cars, like like they 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 they, they take. Shit! They'll take the tires. They'll take the rims. Whatever it may be, these niggas stole the back seat of his car. They supposed to be junkies. Junkie! I don't give a damn. The not even the whole back seat. It's the sitting part of the back seat of the car. What are you gonna do with that?
1: <laughs> Sit on that shit in the in the alleyway.
0: One nigga got a wheel. The other two are like, we're going
1: to tear out this whole back seat. And they tried to get away, but there ain't no getting away from uh, Petey Wheatstraw, because Petey Wheatstraw ran them niggas down. Of <laughs> course, you know, every exploitation movie also has, like, a chasing in it, either in a car or by foot, and there's always, like, an obstacle where something either blows up or, like, gets destroyed. And in this one, it was, for some reason, these two dudes were carrying, like, 65 eggs and <laughs> down the street. And the kids come running, and the eggs go flying and they crash everywhere because that's of course what happens in these movies.
2: Let me ask you a question. They absolutely could have just stepped aside. they could have just moved they said nah, let's just throw the eggs in the air <laughs> Fuck
0: it. and and it wasn't even a lot of eggs it was like, okay maybe okay, so there were twenty four eggs on a pallet. I know that because we these are the kind of packs that we buy for our house, so there How were you three because I'm a chef.
1: No, yeah, twenty four. It was way more than twenty four eggs.
0: So let's see. There were.
1: Uh, it had to be like forty eight to a close to a hundred eggs.
2: Forty eight. Well, no, I think. I think it was like forty eight. I think he. I'll right. give you forty
1: eight. I'll give you forty eight.
2: Because we used to, uh, you had those things at Walmart when I used to work there. Uh, yeah.
0: So there were about ninety six eggs because they had them stacked on top of each other, and there were three of those, and they had them on this huge. Like bored, like they were heavy to carry.
2: <laughs> One person could carry. Two killed. people
0: are carrying these, <laughs> like between them. And I was looking at it, like, why? And and okay, so somebody runs past them, and they just throw it up in the air because the guy didn't run into this board because he would have choked himself out. So he ran past, y'all and you're like, oh, and you throw this shit in the air.
2: You know what? Knowing the history of these movies, it probably was supposed to be glass. It was <laughs> supposed was to be quiet. glass. And they were just like, fuck it, we'll just use
1: eggs instead. Mm-hmm. It's like on Truck Turner when the guy was driving away and he just kept crashing into shit, destroying the fucking car. Just every time he would turn, he would run into something. That's just a trope in these movies. All of them have it. Every single <clears> one <throat> you'll watch, will have it. Um, so then, you know, he ends up catching these kids and then he starts like fighting these kids and he beats, I guess they're kids. I don't know if they're kids. They're
2: young, like, no, it's like 20s
1: probably. He starts whipping their ass and he tells them, y'all gonna take my shit back and put it back the way you found it. And then they cut to and they really did. They put his seat back. putting his seat back and screwing his tie wheel in. I was like, shit. And then he said, if they do it to me, they'll do it to you. So I want you to stick your foot up their ass the next time they do. <laughs> what a dumbass rhyme. <laughs> Everybody cheers. P.D. Straw, yeah. So you know, he's famous. The they like him. And so then they cut back to Leroy and Skillet. And you see Scarface Willie. And you told him to keep an eye on Petey and his boys. So. Did they say keep an eye on Petey and
0: his boys? Were they like, he's putting up posters.
1: No, they said keep an eye on Petey and his boys. They told him to like, follow mm-hmm. him around. Like, scare him. Make sure they don't do shit. Uh,
0: and so. They didn't say shoot him. They didn't say shoot the boy. I just want to keep that in mind.
1: No. Well, not at this point. He tells Skillet, because he tells Skillet, uh, what are we gonna do about Petey. And he's like, I'm gonna call him and see if he don't if he cancels the show. And if he don't cancel the show, we got other more sinister ways to handle this, is what they said. So he get on the phone and he calls Nell's crib. And Nell's over there trying to fuck Petey. <laughs> Why does everybody have her number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody has her number. Like, what? And Petey's like. I don't mix business with pleasure, baby. And she's like, You know, you just might, you must not like me. I don't turn you on. And he was like, All right, let's give it a try. <laughs> and then the phone rings and it's fucking Skillet. I mean, it's uh, Leroy. And PD immediately knows who Leroy is and says, I ain't doing shit with you. You know, you still owe me money. And he was like, This is what I'm calling you for. He was like, Listen, I'll give you your money on one condition you cancel your show. And Petey basically says, I'm not doing shit for you, fuck you, and hangs up in so many words. And then he tells Nell, shit's about to hit the fan. And she goes, what about our t- our little party? And he's like, that's going to have to wait. So, you know, she mad because she's not getting any dick. So then they go back to, um... <laughs> <laughs> then they got to the Teddy and Larry. Ted is uh, Petey's boy, and Larry's his little brother. Sitting on the porch eating some watermelon and because watermelons a running thing. watermelon violently <laughs> like relax shit. <laughs> watermelon is good. What yeah. was that show we just watched? It was a show that recently happened when he was talking about he likes to eat watermelon. Oh, no, it was Curve. Oh, it was curve. Curved, yeah, curve. Yeah, it was on Curve. <laughs> you said a show we watched. watched.
0: I was like, that ain't one that I watch. <laughs>
1: No, me and Jeff watch it, and you know most people, not you, not name you, and Scar, and Nisha. Honestly, you and Scar are the only two people I know, and Nisha, and Nisha that don't watch Curb. Like literally, the only three people I know that don't watch it. Well, somebody told us. Well, well, here's the
0: thing: somebody who had an opportunity to show us the best parts of Curb decided to start us off with the worst part of Curb and then told us afterwards, yeah, that's the worst part of Curb. So somebody who could have showed me Dolomite decided to show me Petey Wheatstraw. That's right. I'm seeing a theme here, Brandon.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you, what you call the worst part of Curb is like a sky, sliding scale. Dude, the first season you told me was the worst part of Curb. Yeah, it is
0: the worst part. I don't mean so. Bad. So there we go.
1: Yeah, you gradually go up. Nobody starts at the top.
0: Uh, Yo, you watched the first two episodes of fucking um, Snowfall, and we're like, yeah, this is it.
1: And Snowfall also has some ridiculous shit, too. You watched the first two
0: episodes of The Wire. You're like, you know what? I'm locked in. Mm, The
2: Wire starts a little slow. Can I be honest with you? first two episode it's gonna be like the middle of Snowfall I was
0: like alright I'm in Yeah, you know Snowfall, why honestly Snowfall. honestly, here's how Snowfall got better and I'm so <laughs> sincere when I say we're gonna talk about this on the uh RTO podcast network at some point but Snowfall got better when it stopped using Teddy as a main character as soon as they that. stopped using him as a character on the same level as Franklin the show immediately improved
1: Teddy's like man. the most one of the most compelling characters on the show
2: to me. But there's some truth to that, though. There's absolutely some truth. And when they start going more into Franklin's world, and you know, just bring me the product, Teddy, mm-hmm. and you do a little show on that, like, yeah, yeah, you, you may, maybe some truth to that.
0: Because when they stopped using Teddy and Lucia and Gustavo as much as they used, because they were all getting equal time with Franklin in the first season, yeah. It ain't like that going forward. And that's when it picked up. When they started talking about what was actually happening in the streets, that's when it picked up, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, but Franklin went from fucking Carlton Banks to fucking Scarface in like six months. What would you do if you got power? You're the only one who controls The Rock.
2: It took a minute. It, t- it took a minute. He was still kind of shaky in that second season.
0: Brandon hasn't seen Breaking Bad yet.
1: No, what? I haven't.
0: It's on the list for RTO, but he hasn't seen oh, Breaking Bad my. yet. So,
1: <laughs>
0: so he hasn't seen <laughs> that. Seen but, it. Brandon, let's get back to Petey Wheatstraw. Yeah.
1: Yeah, let's get back to this greatness. So they're eating watermelon. Which <laughs>
0: Violently, while he's like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Mama told me you've been skipping school. <laughs> Hold up your right hand and promise you ain't going to skip school no more. <laughs>
1: He said, I'm going to be a ball player. And this is how you know, 1977, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. First of all, I thought 1977, I thought Dr. J would be the guy that someone referenced. But he said Jabbar, which I guess, I think he won the title the year before. In 70s, you know, he won his like 74.
2: But he's probably the man, still the man around this time. Yeah,
1: 77. Yeah, so Jabbar is probably the man. But I felt like Dr. J was like the guy the kids wanted to be. But Right, he won he likes it. He says, you know, you like you think Jabbar skipped school? And Jabbar definitely didn't skip school. He was a smart dude. So he was like, No. he's like, So raise your hand and tell me you ain't gonna skip school. And I was like, look at that, Rashani, a message in this ridiculous movie. Was a it a message though? to the kids? Was it <laughs> you know it was a message. <laughs> I mean, message it was it was,
2: but the bullshit kinda like
0: Kareem didn't skip school, so you don't skip school. Yeah, nigga. Kareem was six foot five when he was your age. And I don't know. Yeah, no, that's cool. Don't skip school. As soon as I saw that, I was like, that little kid gonna die.
1: <laughs> and then uh then Scarface and his crew roll up. And Teddy Ted and uh Larry were actually whipping their ass. In fact, Larry gave Scarface a fucking spin kick to his chest. And kicked him back like three feet. And then he just pulled his piece out and shot him. I think he got mad because the kid kicked the shit out of him. So he pulled his gun out, shot the kid. The kid goes down. They peel off. At first, I thought he was going to be ashamed he shot the kid. But apparently, he wasn't. Uh, The kid's laying on the ground. Teddy comes over. Oh, no, my baby. You know, they do one of those scenes, which they make fun of him like Dopey and Menace. Like, oh, my baby shot. My baby shot. (laughs) The, the the kid's talking. He's like the kid's bleeding out, and he's like, "I promise, I'm not gonna skip school. <laughs> I want to close my eyes."
0: You you are evil man, laughing at me. <laughs> it, it was funny. I'm sorry. The acting was so bad, it and the paint was
1: supposed to be funny, and it the
0: was never, paint was so red.
1: <laughs> it was designed, y'all think this was designed to be funny? Because he was dying, and then every two seconds he would stop dying to talk. About some shit, but um, no, that's actually, the that's the same like way that's
0: the that's the same way that at the beginning of the movie. This I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or if it's just poor because at the beginning of the movie, that's what I was saying. The mom who's giving birth stops giving birth to talk yes. about shit. That's done on purpose. It's totally ridiculous. No, you I, think it was done on purpose? It wasn't.
1: It was. It was obvious. The, the same way that you keep telling movie. the same
0: way you keep telling me to stop seeing this movie through twenty twenty eyes, twenty twenty two eyes, you need to stop seeing it through the scope of what you're seeing it and just see it as poorly acted. But okay, Rudy let's put it this
1: doesn't make serious movies. Way. This isn't supposed to be serious. Let's
2: let me put it this way then. He absolutely had an editor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. they shit said his name. Shit could be edited out the movie if he didn't want those scenes. So apparently, he felt it was supposed to be funny. So I can, yes, I can thank you. I I can give you that, but it was supposed to be ridiculous, yeah. But the issue is, I don't think it's funny anymore. That's that's fair,
1: but it wasn't like on accident that the kid was trying to talk and then he would go back to dying and then he started talking again. No, that's what he was, that's what he wanted him to do. He was probably making fun of them. Serious ass, like it's probably basically. He grew up in like the sixties and shit. He probably saw some movies where some overacting ass white person was dying. No, you know what that was? words. He but uh, he, he was. I think Rudy Ray
2: Moore was like, "Fuck you to everybody." When I was trying to go out for these black exploitation movies, I'm going to. I'm gonna riff on them. I'm going to joke on them. I'm gonna do it in my way. Fuck y'all. That's basically what it was.
1: Yeah, this is 1977. So you are deep into black exploitation at this point. It's been a bunch of them. Not to
2: mention, he had a whole career as far as comedy before he even started doing his thing about um, with film. hmm
1: hmm And so then, you know, t- Teddy's mad because they killed his little brother. And well, the-, yeah. the ambulance still came and took the little kid away. Uh, He got in the car. He got in the back of the ambulance. Not only did they take him away, but they literally had that little nigga
0: laid out like he was going to be okay. They didn't cover his head. (laughs) The rule is there's no need for the ambulance. The boy ain't getting up. Called the coroner. They brought the ambulance, and he's still breathing. (laughs) Like you can literally. They were like, "Hold your brother as long as you can." He was.
1: (laughs) He died on the way to the hospital. That's what happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll say that part.
1: That's what happened. So then they cut to Larry's funeral. And throwing my, I mean, not throwing my PDW straw
2: there. Wait. And in the stabbers, this is the most insane part of the movie.
1: <laughs> this is my favorite. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie, actually. Yes. And he's pulling. And they and they bring the kid out, and then Scarface and his crew show up, and they get out the car, and they got some machine guns, and they shoot up the fucking funeral, <laughs> and they shoot PDW straw, they shoot the pastor, they shoot random, oh the mama larry's mama she gets she gets some bullets <clears throat> somehow somehow no and nobody uh, escaped that did it nobody nobody yeah, a couple people yeah Uh-oh. a couple people lived they were like behind and behind something over to the side so they didn't get shot it was like five or six people who like escaped everybody else was laid out dead did and then any one of y'all jump. ever make
2: any one of y'all ever make out what pd was saying as he was getting shot
1: he was saying something. I kept
2: trying to <laughs> close caption wouldn't pick it up. And I was like, what the fuck is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was he, was like- saying he was practicing his demonic tones for later in the film. Oh. And oh. so. Oh, God. Then uh, and he did. And then it like everything froze. And this old man, well, not this old man, but this middle aged man with a full gray head. Because his face his looks head. like he was, like, 40. But yeah, they put, like, he was, like, 70.
2: They put baby powder in his head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and he rolls up, and he's like, Peter Lee Straw. And he wakes up. And then they, like, transport to, like, hell. Because you have, like, a red, like, the cane light for 1999 shining in the scene. And the devil says, uh, sorry, Loose Cipher gave him his card. That was his name. He said it was a he said it was a misprint on the card. <laughs> that was funny. You gotta admit that was funny. Richard. That was. Oh, no, it, 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 I'll I'll let you have your little moment. Yeah, that was funny. Thank you. Lou Cipher comes to talk to him, and uh, he basically says, "I got a proposition for you." And Petey said, "Hey, man! Like I read about your propositions. You're not about to get me like Adam and Eve." And mm-hmm. Lucifer says, "No, no. Listen, I want you to marry my daughter." And I was like, out of all the people, you pick Pete Wistrow? That's who you want? And I guess he probably did this proposition before and people were like, no, fuck that. Once they saw his daughter. <laughs> and, <laughs> just just me. and so just kill me. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. I'll go to the next person. I guess that, I'm guess i assuming that's what happened. That's the story they were telling. And Leroy says, uh, oh, then they cut to Leroy and Skillet and he's like, uh, oh, but no, before that, P.D. says, all right, I'll do it. And by, But every time he kept changing his mind, he kept hearing wisdom in the background from Bantu. Wisdom. Wisdom. And he says, alright, I'll do it. And then he was like, here's a picture of my daughter. He was like, oh, fuck that. Just kill me. I'm not marrying that woman. And uh, then he ends up agreeing to it. So they, he was like, this, this part didn't make any sense either. He says, I'm going to send you back and everybody's going to act like nothing happened. And then immediately he gets sent back and teddy was like i mean uh the other dude was like hey man i thought you was just dead what the fuck happened and i was like i thought you said nobody was gonna because they did a rewind sequence which i thought was dope actually for this for a 70s movie that was kind of cool the rewind sequence that they did so they rewinded it everybody getting shot so did the people who survived see the rewind happen that's what i'm thinking in the world the nobody should have. Rem-
2: he said nobody will remember so everybody should think the funeral happened As normal, nobody
1: should even know that But he immediately knew He was like, Petey, what the fuck happened? You was dead Everybody was dead (laughs) I was like, this is ridiculous Uh, And he was like, I'll tell you about this later Basically, I'll tell you about this later And uh, Then he ended up telling them Like, you know, yeah, so I got shot We all got shot up, I went to hell The devil, you know, we didn't see this But this is what he told them, the devil Made a proposition to me And so he's telling them that shit and so then they cut back to Leroy and Skillet. And Scarface tell him that he killed them, Like, everything's taken care of. Like, PD won't be no problem for y'all. He did. So apparently Scarface and Skillet didn't get rewinded. They think that they killed them. So this part made no sense at all. This part. Yeah, this part made no sense. Yeah, no, you're right. This part. So then uh, Teddy confronts Scar. He's like, I, you know, he killed my brother. I can't live with that shit. I got to get revenge. So he rolls up on Scarface, and he actually starts whipping their ass. He, he, like, lures them back to, like, a corner where mm-hmm. uh, Petey was, and he starts whipping their ass. Then Scarface is like, all right, fuck it. I'm pulling the piece out. Like, no more of this karate shit. And then Petey comes out, and they all run like they saw a ghost. Like, goddamn, this nigga's dead. And they all peel off <laughs> Everybody
0: knows he's dead. Nigga, you said we was going to go back in time, but everybody. Everybody
2: remembers that I was alive and I got shot. But you yeah. just told me nobody will remember this.
0: Nobody's going to remember this. Nobody. Nobody. Hey, everybody, don't forget everybody this nigga remembers. was dead, okay?
1: He lifts up Scarface. This nigga shits and piece pisses himself at the same time. Um, And then, you know, he runs off. He lets him go. Whips his ass. He runs off. And then he said Petey said I'm still alive and I'm angry as a bumblebee hive. Like what are these rhymes, bro? These are absurd rhymes. It is but when you, up, again, I'm when mad you at it? you
2: Brandon right now. It's absurd, but when Dusty Rose do it, it's like it's a cool.
1: It is a Dusty That is a Dusty shit. Rose probably watched Pete struggle. By the way, Snoop Dogg said Pete is one of his favorite movies of all time, and that's why he ended up putting Rudy Ray Moore in Doggy Dog World, What's My Name, like four or five videos. This is one yeah. of his favorite movies. You can so,
2: see it. I, I get it. I get, I get why it would be.
1: So maybe Dusty Rose like Rudy Ray Moore. Or maybe, uh, didn't they say Dusty Rose got that from that other black dude, Thunderbolt Patterson? So maybe he watched Rudy Ray Moore I always
2: before. thought he stole it from uh, Superstar Billy Graham and whoever Superstar Billy Graham stole it from that was black. Uh,
1: they
0: stole it from black people.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, Dusty Rose said that he got it from Thunderbolt Patterson, who was black.
2: Okay.
1: But I think Thunderbolt Patterson got it from Rudy Ray Moore. So there you go. So then, um, you know, then they cut to P.D. and Nell, and they about to fuck again. And this time, Nell goes, I'm going to turn the phone off. I'm going to unplug the phone so we don't get no calls. And then the phone rang. And I'm like, why you don't just not answer the phone? Like, just don't answer the fucking phone. But she answered the phone, and... It's Lucifer on the phone, and he told him that, like, I got to tell you this something. You're going to have powers you never knew before, but you got to go get this magical cane from the graveyard to, to get all the powers you can have, and he gets off the phone, and then right as they get off the phone, Scarface, I mean, and like Leroy Skillet people run up in Nell's crib, and somehow they know where she lives. So they got her, not only they got her phone number, they know where she lived, too. Um, they even sent a white boy, by the way, this time. So Leroy and Skelly got some white boy connections. And PD starts whipping their ass, and he's, like, speaking in, like, this demonic language the whole time. And I was like, oh, at first I thought he was making mucky noises.
2: Oh, it was wally.
1: <laughs> and he was yeah. But I looked at the, clo- I rewinded and watched it with closed caption. It was supposed to be, like, demonic tones. Like, just like this, like, speaking in tongue type shit. <laughs> it's like, ah, wah, ah, 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 I'm making demonic just...
2: tones as I'm smiling. What is happening?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, oh, yeah, so then they then they, cut to the green. He devil calls him back It's like, hey, bruh, go get that kid Go And he shows up. Hello? Yep. Oh, okay. My internet cut off for a second. So I didn't know y'all could hear me. So he shows up at the graveyard, and you see this homeless dude talking to a tree. And then he falls into a grave and starts yelling, like, um... Like Izel. And um like he broke his fucking neck and back and she's laying in a grave. And then Petey Wee shows up and he's dressed like Mad Cat Moss. Wait, did you mean Hezel Ezel from suspenders.
0: Friday? Ezel, yes, Ezel. I, I just want to make sure. Okay, cool. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, he's screaming like Izell, And then Petey Weestraw shows up dressed like Mad Cat Moss. He has suspenders. He had on khakis. <laughs> like a whole get up to go to the graveyard and Jimmy is scared as shit of graveyards and so he runs over and he goes there's the tire (laughs) what's the tire and there's like a scarf a pink scarf with a cane under it and he's like oh that must be the stick he picks it up and he rolls out and then uh, they cut to Leroy prepping for the show Mr. White showed up asking about Petey Wheatstraw he told him, no, no, P.D. Wheatstraw's taken care of. Uh, don't worry about that shit. Um, and then he leaves and Scarface is telling him, he got this magical power. Like, I don't believe that shit, but he got power. And then everybody's like, hey, man, like, I can't do this, man. This, this nigga stinks. Like, yo, you gotta. We can we do this another time? And they all roll out the room because he shit and pissed himself. So that was a little physical comedy joke. And then they cut to Steve's den. And some woman comes in who cannot sing at all, and I was like, "What?" I didn't understand. Like, was she was like serious, and nobody's paying any attention to her, and she's just oh, singing. You
2: talking about the girl with the glasses?
1: Yeah, I hated this scene. She's just singing. No one's paying a single solitary oh, point gee. of attention. To
2: her. Repeating the same <laughs> line, I was like, "All right, she's annoying," and it just kept going.
1: It kept going, and, P- and Petey goes into the bathroom finds a bomb that looked like something from Looney Tunes. Like it, The clock on it was made out of paper. It wasn't even it was like, it was paper with the numbers, the numbers written on it. And it was just attached to like some TNT. It looked like some like red the sticks that they just wrapped up and then put some paper under like a clock. And he comes out and he's like, oh, it's a bomb. And they start playing hot potato with the fucking bomb. And the whole time this woman's just singing. Like she don't see them throwing the bomb around, she's just singing. And Petey runs out and throws the bomb. And what does he throw the bomb into? A truck full of watermelon. Because you know, you gotta have watermelon in this film. It's the laws of three. So that's the third time we seen watermelon. So you had to have watermelon for a third time. Blows up the watermelon truck. Um definitely and was that was best. it. That was with the budget. Yeah, that was their budget. <laughs> That was their whole bunch of blowing up shit. Cracking eggs, blowing up watermelon. Um, so then they got to Leroy and Skillet's show, and Mr. White and his wife and his wife's sister show up. And the wife and the sister look like they did not want to be around these niggas at all. Oh, they, they did. Were just Like, they were like, why am I here? But then during the show, they were like clapping and cheering and shit. But like, they did not want to meet Leroy and Skillet at all. They were looking at him like, why you let me talk to this man? Like, what are you
2: you doing uh, as long as they in shucking and jiving, they were having a good time
1: but he uh so he them. got them they had they had no interest in talking to him so they get a front row seat and uh you know pd <laughs> this is the second time we've seen bad island accents although i don't know if this is worse than pam grizz or better. it
2: absolutely is because he sounded
1: just like rudy ray so, Moore. it was worse This is absolutely worse. <laughs> but first of all, Scarface knows what Petey Weastraw looks like. He didn't even attempt to have any type This is like some Clark Kent shit. Like he didn't he even attempt to have. He just put on sunglasses. He just put on sunglasses and put on a fake accent. And he, the, the Scarface goes, Don't I know you from somewhere? And he starts doing the accent. You don't know me from nowhere. You know what? Let me. Everybody keeps saying the Americans say they know me. I'm me getting the fuck out of here. And then it was like, no, let's just go in. And So they go in and they're sitting down and you see these band playing. And the band's playing fine. And so the band's playing. And then the band's done. And then Leroy and Skillet get on stage and they you know they thank Mr. White for being here. Oh, everybody give it up for Mr. White. He made this happen. Everybody cheers. And then they start doing their stand-up scene. We talked about this earlier with the money in the pants, which is a good line for the seventies. Mm-hmm. That's a good little line. And then... <laughs> And then, <laughs> this is actually funny to me, too. Then Petey starts using this stick to, like, make them say shit. And they just start talking, like, shit. This is, like, in a comedy club where you just start roasting someone for real. And they're, like, this white man in the front, they start talking shit to him. And he's, like, I don't know how that happened, Mr. White. And then uh, Skillet tries to talk. And uh, Petey makes him say some crazy shit. And then they just run off the stage. And they're, like, actually... Let's have Tammy Smalls come on. And this woman comes on with this white dress. And then every time Petey's trying to, like, you can't see this, people who are listening. But every time Petey's trying to use more power, he starts like, it's like on the, uh, you know, like, if you watch the Chappelle. Think about the Chappelle show when he was doing the Prince skit and Prince was getting angry and he kept just making that face every time he was getting angry. That's what Petey Wheatstraw was doing every time he wanted to have more power with his stick. And Tammy comes on, and he stands up, and he's gripping the stick hard. And then her wig flies up in the air. So her wig goes off. Then her dress just flies off. And then she runs off the stage. Then she just runs off the stage. And then Petey starts floating. It looked like he started floating, but then they cut away. And then he was just standing on the ground again. Um, and he starts, like, making a lightning storm in the club. I don't know what was happening. It was the club falling apart, it was like
2: and, and snow. I'm not sure which one, but. Yeah, that's what was supposed to be happening.
1: But here's my
0: question, because you know I was going to have one. Why does no one else see Petey doing this in the back? Nobody <laughs> else like, the hey, there was a there was a kid there was a there was a guy in the back, Petey, who we said who we were worried about in the first place, and he's the person that we shot, or we're, he's the person that we murdered. Remember, and we murdered his friend's little brother and everything. Yeah, he was in the back, and he was um. He had a stick, and every time something happened, he was rubbing the stick, and, and nobody saw that? Like, when, when, when y'all well, started messing up, every him. time he messed up, he was rubbing the stick, and nobody saw it. And
1: well, 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 during that time, he was just sitting at his table holding the stick. He wasn't doing anything obvious. He was just but, sitting there like this. Uh, but
0: another thing, nobody even saw that he came to the show. Like, this is the one no, dude that y'all are worried him. about.
1: He just, put on, he just tricked him. He put the sunglasses on. You forgot that. He tricked him. They didn't know it was Petey Wiestraw. It was January he, Jones. He basically did fuck some fucking
2: was. Inspector Gadget
0: bullshit. He, he did oh. some Looney Tune shit. Yeah, Duck season, rabbit season.
1: Now, what they should have done was said that because he had that cane, he could trick people to not knowing it was him. Then that would have made sense because he used his powers. But yeah, you know, they're not that smart. So he he tears up the whole fucking club Uh Leroy and Skillet get yoked up by Mr. White. So, you know, they done for. Apparently, they got killed because we see them at the end of the movie with horns. So, Mr. White made them sleep with the fishes, apparently. Uh, And then Teddy finds Scarface, starts whooping his ass. Scarface pulls out a knife and stabs himself so Teddy couldn't get the satisfaction, which was kind of And he's like, don't
0: die. Don't die. I got more for you. Don't die.
1: Don't.
2: Don't take this from me.
0: Don't take this from me. You killed my brother. My name is Anigo. You killed my
1: brother. brother. Prepare to die. So then the next day, just Petey's feeling himself, and this is this is the Uh, montage where he's running through the hood.
0: Fuck this montage. Fuck Ghetto Street, USA.
2: Anybody grab that child?
0: (laughs) You know what? Let's really talk about that shit. The fact that they really did make that little kid cry. Like, they were like, you know what? We can't get him to act like he's crying. So, somebody just pick his hair really roughly. This little two year old baby, <laughs> pick one side of his head really roughly so he really cries. That kid was really crying. And I was really disappointed. Wasn't well,
1: fucking two. He was like 10.
0: He was not 10.
1: He was not 10. He was like a two
0: year old. He was like two that or kid three. Was not two. He was like that two kid or came three. Up-
1: That kid was half the size of Petey Wiestro. No,
0: the kid that he saved from the street, yeah, he was half the size. He was 10. The other one who did nothing to deserve to have to get his hair picked out, he grabbed him up for no reason and picked his hair out, too, and that little boy was on the side. Bawling. And
2: skip away jolly, just smiling. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right
0: now? That poor little kid. I felt so badly for the little baby. Not, not, not the one who was out there in the street who almost got hit by a car. Yeah, he deserves to get yelled at. Whatever. But that other one, the baby. The yeah, he.
2: The fact that someone said
0: keep filming. Right. No, don't, touch
2: don't touch
1: him. Don't touch him. Keep. Don't filming. don't console him. Keep 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 going. Keep going. That shit was funny. Keep going. Then he. Then he runs up on the cheating husband <laughs> the woman comes out and it's like i caught your cheating ass blah 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 like talking shit and he, like you said earlier turns him into a dog then he uh he saw like uh what's this like oh he saw a uh a, a plus size woman sitting in a chair
0: this was fucking stupid <laughs>
1: And the woman looked like she was having a good time. I don't know what she was doing. She was just having you know a what? Time. The way she
0: was dancing was like when um, another movie that we're going to discuss down the line, which was better than this movie. How High. Um, when Red Man sees the president's daughter for the first time and he's dancing at her and, and she's making the eyes and doing the Batman and him and all that kind of stuff. That's what the woman in the chair looked like. But I guess what they were saying was that she couldn't fit in the fucking chair.
1: She couldn't get out the chair. So Beatty made her skinny. Made <laughs> her
0: drastically skinny, like.
1: <laughs> and then, then he do something. But else wait, wait, wait! Car.
0: He did that to somebody after he just says that he loved women with big butts.
1: I think he thought he was helping her out because she
0: was yeah, stuck in the I chair. That's
2: what it was supposed to be that he was helping her out. The it. only way to
0: help her out was to make her that skinny. He could have just made the chair disappear. He could have. I don't know.
2: At this point, Brandon, you may be right. He was just so happy with power, because then he helps the people with the broken down car, give them new clothes, and then the money falling. I just did not understand. I was like, you're not giving this anymore. anybody. It's just money falling. Nobody's coming to grab it, and you're just like, letting yeah, he's ring getting it corrupt
1: you. with this with this power from the devil. And the devil, you know, he's running around doing all this crazy shit. The devil's looking at him like, hey, man, that he said that kid was supposed to be mine. <laughs> that kid was supposed to be mine.
2: <laughs> and then um that's like somebody said, here take your nintendo power glove i'm giving it to you yeah go ahead take it nah man that's supposed to be for me but you just gave it to me what are you talking about
1: lucifer shows up in real life to talk to Nell. doesn't tell him who he is gives him a card then he shows up in the dressing room when pd gets back it's like hey man the day has come tomorrow is the wedding i'm gonna be back at 11 30 to pick you up Petey comes out and is trying to game plan with his crew about how he's going to get away with this. So, oh, by the way, before that, Lucifer is smoking a blunt when he's talking to Petey, which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) Um, Petey's trying to figure out a way not to marry this woman because she's so ugly, apparently. Like he's like, like
0: he, like he got a. You know what? I've been thinking about this. If old Dirty Bastard was still alive, rest in peace, big baby. Um, if they did a bio film of Rudy Ray Moore, ODB would be perfect for it. Rudy Ray Moore looks so much like Old Dirty Bastard and acts so much like Old Dirty Bastard that it's literally
1: stunning to me. Why was it influence to him. I think I he was. was. I believe it. So then um, <laughs> their idea is we're going to find a wino Drug the Rhino, and, and then put a mask on him that looks like me and then give him to the devil. See, and I'm like,
2: <laughs> that's my problem with the movie right there. Because Petey was supposed to be a man of the people. So, like the man in the hood and this Robin Hood, if you want to say. But I'm going to drug a random wino so I get myself out of some shit and I can put myself in. So I'm like, yeah, you know better. You're, you, you're just as bad as everybody else at this point.
0: He turned a random man into a dog in a conversation he knew nothing about <laughs> just to appease the woman who was going to kill the man. No, don't kill him. Make him doing? a dog. <laughs> now you can beat him and choke him and take him home and feed him.
1: We all got to beat the
0: dog. Jeez, she was going to beat that a... dog because it was her man. You knew she was going to mistreat that dog because it was her man. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then, then you see Lucifer jogging through the hood with a red tracksuit on. Wow. <laughs> Just jogging with his hat kids on the head and shit.
2: It's all like, about yeah, the is, how, how high he had his elbows. I'm like, what if anybody runs like that, that is definitely a maniac.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then he rolls up on Pete and says, hey, man, I need you to come with me early. He takes him to like this house and says, I never got to have a bachelor party. So I'm giving you a bachelor party, and it just shows up like seven women with horns. And this scene was insane. Uh,
2: uh, they were not horns. They were tip of baby bottles that they stuck on their
1: head. <laughs> <laughs> That's clear. And Rudy and Petey is just, you know, having a good time on this bachelor party. And apparently, he wears these women out to the point that he stands up and he's fully dressed, saying rhymes to a bunch of women who are passed out. No, the
2: they night. were passed out. The, the it was supposed to be that he fucked them to death. That was <laughs> is that what it be. was? Yes.
1: <laughs> well, but well, it was already dead to begin with. So right. And
2: I didn't pick uh, up on it until I saw that one girl, and I was like, "Why is her eyes open and she looking right in the camera?" And I was like, "Oh, okay." They're supposed to be
1: dead. Gotcha. So then, then they cut to the, you know, then they go, you know, the night comes. They go and pick up the wino. They cut to the wedding. The daughter's just screaming. Like, by the way, the same woman who played Nell played the daughter. I uh, thought so. Glad you told me that. And so, uh, then Lucifer gets mad, and he starts shaking the whole world. By the way, I forgot to say this, but uh oh no this is later hold on i'll get to it so then uh this is the second most ridiculous thing in the film about to come up so then lucifer's uh,
2: facial transformation that he turned (laughs) into an Ewok.
1: (laughs) no well that's that was funny too but no not that pd pd uses the so he he starts shaking everything these demons show up pd starts fighting back using the cane fucking the demons so they're dressed like dracula or some weird shit uh And then a big fight breaks out. He beats them all up with the cane again, gets out. And then P says, as long as I have this cane, we're protected. Uh, But everybody get your stuff. Let's keep this cane and fight them so that we can get out of town. As if the devil only operates in one town. (laughs) If we get out of town, the devil's going to leave us alone. He lives here, wherever this city is that they're in.
0: Any ghetto USA. Remember, they sang about it.
1: That was from... Uh, or Ghetto
0: Street, USA.
1: That was from I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker, right?
0: Yes, but that was a song when Petey was danced up and down the street. They were singing about it.
1: See, I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker, likes Petey Week strong Tell you, all your movies stole from this shit, Rashani. You just want to hate. So then Lucifer and his crew get on the roof with red eyes, and they got Nell. And Lucifer says he wants to bargain. And, uh... This is where he looks completely insane. He's got like a full blown afro. He's got a white face. Um, then he says, I have no use for this woman here. Sends Nell off. And then uh, Petey, like, fights back, kills the devil, throws his burning caucus off the roof. He burns into the ground dead. He thinks he's won. Then he breaks the cane for no reason. The devil's dead. Why not just keep his fucking power? What are you breaking the cane for? He breaks the cane, goes downstairs, there's another red Cadillac there, like his, like the Cadillac he was supposed to be in, gets in the Cadillac, the Devil's Daughter's in there with Skillet and Leroy, who are now dead, and they drive off and he screams because he lost. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs>
0: I love how you just... I love how you just glibly skip through (laughs) this movie without talking about all of the fucking atrocities that happened in this movie. I talk about all the good shit. And that's why you are such a bright spot in the world because you talk about the good shit where I see the bad.
1: I talk about bad shit. If you ch- if you have me review those X Men movies, it'll be uh ninety minutes of bad shit. So
0: why is it then that you can see th- that's the thing. You see the bad when you wanna see the bad, but because
1: you have those to those movies are trying to be good. This movie was not. How do you I if
0: you me. ask Rudy Ray Moore, were you <laughs> trying to make a good movie with Petey Weedstraw?
1: No, he was trying to make a funny movie, a fun you, movie.
0: No Brandon, he
2: people, he would probably say, "I wanted people to have a good time."
0: Yes, but what I'm saying is that yeah. you are you are clouding the idea of, or you're 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 mixing up the idea of a funny movie can't be a good movie.
1: Yeah, but he, I don't think he cared about it being good. He just wanted people to have a good time.
0: But just because you're saying that he didn't care, and and I'm sorry that I sound like this. I don't. I don't. It's not my intent that I sound like this guy. Just because you want folks to have a good time and you don't care about the end product, we as people could say we had a good time with this, but the end product was poor,
1: yeah. But people love the movie, so they don't feel like you feel.
2: But you remember, you, you're saying that from because of all of your experience were black
1: exportation movies. This is only his third black exportation movie. So I know, but I'm saying at the time, people liked the movie. And in hindsight, hindsight, people still like the movie. They still talk about this movie. If you're a certain age. Yeah, it's not a great movie, but people enjoy the movie. It was not designed to be a good movie.
0: What I'm saying is what I have noticed...
1: He was making good movies.
0: What I have noticed is that you have a tendency that if a movie is good to you... You will block out every other aspect and say it was a good movie because the way it made you feel. No, and I'm the you don't look on you don't look further out no, in I'm that the world.
1: Opposite. I'm the one that told you that. When we N- were doing reviews, when I would say a movie can be good,
0: yeah, you can no enjoy a
1: movie and it's not good and it could be bad, it could be a good movie and you not enjoy it at all. I'm the one that was telling you that. Yes, yes, this definitely. Is not a well made movie. Definitely. But what I'm saying movie.
0: is, you say that, but there's times where you don't walk it. Like you'll say it, but because. I I
1: this was a well made movie?
0: Let's walk back over to Problem Child.
1: Problem Child's a fun movie.
0: See, you say a fun movie instead of bad.
1: Yeah, because it can be bad and fun. So instead of saying
0: bad, you say it's fun. But then with Dead Heist, which could be a fun movie.
1: But Dead Heist wasn't fun to anyone. No one thinks that movie's fun.
0: But honestly, honestly, if you look at it in the same scope as this movie, it's the same thing.
1: No, because people like this movie. No one likes Dead Heist. No one. No one was inspired by Dead well, Heist. I think,
2: I think what Brandon saying is... The Dolan Mike movies has a following.
1: Yes, and, a cult people, classic.
0: Yeah, it has people a following of people movies. who
2: enjoy these movies for what they are. Rishani I've never said this was a well-made movie. is just trying to tell you that it's not good. And I think he's looking Nobody's at it. No one's
1: arguing that it's a good
2: movie. Yeah, but again, like I said, this is only his thing about it. This is his third Black Exportation movie, his third. So he's looking at it like, what the fuck is this? dude? I don't even want to watch Black Exportation no more.
0: I'm scared of the next movie. I ain't going to lie to you.
1: <laughs> no, the next one is Cleopatra Jones. That's a kung fu movie. It,
0: that's, that's, um, that's, uh, what's her name, right? Um, No, this Pam is Breer?
1: Dobson. Oh. No, she's not in this one. But I might do a, I might do a, um, Jim Kelly movie. Maybe that'll be more up here, alley. You know who he is, don't you? You you, you owe this man a redo on a whole month. No, I
0: don't know who that is. (laughs) The only people I know...
1: You never seen Enter the Dragon? Jim Kelly? Yes, Jim Kelly. I
0: thought you said Jeff Kelly.
1: No, Jim Kelly.
0: Yeah, I do, from Enter the Dragon. So he's a tall dude that looks like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar that does karate.
2: Yeah,
0: he had his own... Yeah, he did a bunch of karate movies. So what you're about to show me is black karate flicks.
1: Yeah, that was a big part of exploitation. It
0: is, and he's better at it than Dolomite, but you're... Okay, you know what? This is your month, and I love you. I love you so much. I love you so much, Brandon that I am going to fall into your world of happiness and be happy I with you understand. while you watch these movies. I I'm just saying that there are other movies. movies that could be.
1: But why are you treating these as serious movies? These other movies you're talking about were supposed to be serious movies. And, and by the way, they were made in modern times, like in but, the last 15 years. The reason why so I take them seriously is because...
0: The reason why I take them seriously is because I take every movie. My time is serious, uh, I
1: don't so
0: if I don't know that if, if you didn't tell me, yo, take this shit with a grain of salt. This shit is batshit shit insane. If you had said that,
1: because I laughed
0: when we watched when we watched when we watched Superfly the the remake. I had a great time talking about how that was a fever dream of a college student. No, but I had a great time making fun of it because you could see the humor in the the broader stroke. But I go into this movie like, okay, Brandon said this is one of his favorite movies of all time.
1: But that's the difference.
0: No, what I'm saying is, to
1: be good. but what I'm that saying is this. Be good.
0: What I'm saying is this. I go into these movies based off of what you tell me, and what you told me was that this is one of your favorite movies of all time. So I'm thinking, okay, that this is, is, is this is going to be one of the best black exploitation movies out there. But and I'll instead, never it
1: was one of the best?
0: You didn't. I drew from that.
1: Yeah, I never said that. Well, <laughs> best talking about like good camera shots and well acted. Like no. But this is an insane movie. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous concept. And that's fun. Superfly with that priest dude, with the dude from Grown Ups, absolutely thought it was going to be a good film. He thought he was... You mean from
0: from Grownish? Yeah. No, and that's what I said. It wasn't even
1: a good film. And so it wasn't a good film. That's the difference. Rudy Ray Moore was like... Rudy Ray Moore was not like, yo, I'm about to make this Oscar flick, Petey Wheatstraw. No, he was like, I'm about to make this absurd film that people are going to go to the movies and laugh their ass off at. And people went to the movies and laughed their ass off at.
0: You know, honestly, watching these movies, I think I understand why my mom wouldn't let me watch these movies. It just didn't hit for her. It wasn't about the porn. It wasn't about anything like that. It just didn't. I feel like there were two audiences. And it, and Brandon's on one side of the street, and my mom was on the other side of the street. And I can see, I'm standing in the middle of the street looking at both sides, and I can see it. With Coffee, I saw the joy in everything. With this, I see what my mom was saying about this. She probably grew up thinking this is a waste of my time.
1: Yeah, but the, most of the black exploitation movies weren't like this. This is Rudy Ray Moore type movies. Yeah, this is his universe. This is his type of movies. I mean, most they, of them are more like coffee. They're, I mean, most of them are exactly like that. They're about a pimp or some <laughs> some drug dealers or some fucking uh, uh cops. Or it's either cops, pimps, drug dealers, or like bounty hunter type. You people. got
2: it. Yeah, you should have. That's should've.
1: all of them. Uh, but yeah, but
2: I I think we yeah yeah both. Of you, I' was a I cop, think.
1: bounty hunter, super flies about a pimp the max about a pimp like that's all of them are like that that's just the the genre of the film
0: what movie did I see it was on the tip of my tongue it was a black movie from back in that time that wasn't like this and now I'm gonna go crazy trying to remember what it was
1: Uptown Saturday Night
0: nope I didn't watch anything with Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby what that was them right Sidney Poitier
1: that's probably the movie you probably saw
0: That'll even let's do it again. But they weren't all like this, and that's what I'm saying. Like this, but like was different.
2: I don't know. Yeah, Cosby and Portier, uh, black exploitation movies were like. No,
1: we
0: really we making a movie. We making a movie, movie. Yeah,
1: Yeah, they were trying to make movies. The rest of them. This feels more like
0: like this feels more like you walking through the parking lot of Walmart. And a young nigga runs up to you and is like, buy my mixtape. And you're like, is it any good? And they're like, I'll freestyle for you. And you're like, no, that's cool. Is it any good? And they're like, buy my mixtape. And you buy their mixtape and it costs like $2. And you go home and listen to it and laugh with your friends. I think that's what you're describing as exploitation movies. When I close my eyes, that's what I hear you saying. These movies are Walmart mixtapes. I, I no, it's,
2: there's a variety because <laughs> like you just said um, cosby and Portier made movies but they were still black movies uh dolomite was just like he was like the class clown of black sportation yes so that's what mm. you're gonna get you're gonna get his stick his nonsense because he's like i'm doing this nobody's gonna tell me no you And people enjoy it. People went to the movies. They to had, they had horror
1: exploitation movies. They had Blackenstein. They had Blackula. Those were horror movies. That were trying to be horror movies. Yeah, you probably exactly. laugh at them now. Just like you laugh at any 70s horror movie. But they were trying to be horror movies at the time. Blackula, I mean.
2: I made one of
0: love. <laughs>
1: That's all he wanted. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so. I would put this movie. Along the same lines as Bones, by Snoop Dogg.
1: Yes, exactly. Although mean, Bones is trying to be more serious than this. But yeah, you know, it was trying to be more in like, that
2: horror. But I get what this you're saying. Is yeah.
1: Definitely like Bones. Okay, and Bones was fun. We had fun talking about Bones. Okay, terrible. no, I'm no Brandon I'm, not,
0: Brandon. I'm not Brandon. I'm not trying. And and and, and I, I I need you to know. I'm so sincere. I'm not trying to shit on these movies. I'm just trying to find a yeah, parallel. A shit
1: on them. They I'm are tr- terrible.
0: I'm trying to find a parallel so then I can step into this world and that's the parallel I have is bones.
1: You got this movie was like bones. All of them aren't like bones. Once you
2: start seeing more of these type of movies, you don't know which
0: What I'm getting into from the beginning.
2: Well, no, because like, like it's like he said, like you got your horror genre, and then you got your class clown genre, which Rudy Romo pretty much had that sold up. Nobody could do what he do because nobody wanted to do all of that. And then you have your Portier and Cosby, and then you have your Truck Turners, then you have your Pam Greers. It's like everybody. Noir
1: type movies, like noir type movies. Oh, that would be dope. Yeah, Black Caesar's a noir movie. It's it's takes place in the 50s. Oh, okay. It's like in Harlem in the 50s Fifties is yeah. where it takes place. They had like they had a whole bunch of different types. That's why I did this list because it was all the different types. You had the woman movie with Pam Greer who was the star of the 70s for women. Then you had Isaac Hayes in a movie that wasn't Shaft. Oh my god. And then you had Rudy Ray Moore, who did had this lane of black exploitation movies. Okay. You had kung fu movies, which is what we were doing. Which next. Jim kung Kelly? Fu, black, had, well, Jim Kelly, and then they had some women kung fu movies, but yeah, most of them were Jim Kelly. And then you had like the the serious what are, as serious as is going to get, like Black Caesar, Three to the Hard Way. These were like seri- more serious. I've heard of Three to the Hard Way. Okay.
2: I tell you serious what. Serious movies. Whenever you get some free time. Watch either Uptown Saturday Night or Let's Do It Again, and I think I think those will be more your type of movies. Yeah,
0: because I was like, is that Yafekoto? Kotto <laughs> in Trucker? I was like, is that that nigga? That's okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, I'm. I'm for what it's worth. It's not, I'm enjoying every part of it, like making fun of it. And I don't, I feel bad for how much I'm making fun of it as it's happening. But if that's Why? what he wanted, then I, I don't, don't know. I didn't ahead. know if that was the goal yeah. of his stuff. But now Come that on. I know that that was a goal, like I don't know the history of these things.
2: It, it was a thing of, no, he didn't expect Dolomite to pop. Nobody, I guess, You know, everybody was like, oh, this is awful. People are just... And when he saw that it was a thing, and then Human Tornado came, and then, you know, the next movie came, it was like, oh, people get it. So mm-hmm. let me keep doing what I'm doing. Okay. Almost like if people really... <laughs> if people accepted the other room, <laughs> if people would have accepted it, he would have made more like that, but people didn't accept it. So it was kind of like... All right, let me try to figure this out and do whatever. But yeah.
0: Okay. So which one's next, Brandon?
1: I'm trying to decide between Cleopatra Jones and Black Belt Jones. I think we might. I think we're going to do Black Belt Jones. I've
0: heard people reference that movie.
1: I think we'll do Black Belt Jones. And then we'll finish it up with Shaft.
0: Entering the scene, kicking ass like I'm Black Belt Jones, and we have a whole nother month of this, don't we? No, next year. Yeah, no, I'm saying.
1: Yeah. You gonna do a pimp movie? I'm gonna do black exploitation movies every February.
0: So oh, no, did you the, do a
1: pimp movie this month? You
0: we do, uh, do a pimp movie. It is black exploitation.
1: it was about pimps. Well, was it, it though? Had pimps in it. Yeah, you either
2: gotta do Willie Dynamite or the Mat.
1: Yeah, we do have to do.
0: The Mac. the Mac was world-changing, if I recall correctly. Like, everybody who left that theater, was that the one with the diamond in the back, sunroof top, digging the scene with the gangster lean, gangster white walls, or was that Superfly?
1: Well, we could do the Mac instead of revealing Truck Turner. If that'll make you happy. It's not about, well,
0: yeah, it was well, not make me... Well, I've already saw Truck Turner, so that happened. I had to go through those pop-ups to see <laughs> Truck Turner, so that happened.
2: Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I guess you
0: got to go with it since so you he watched it. Yeah, I saw so I
1: want to do a kung fu movie, but we don't have to do a kung fu movie. No, so we can, can do Black Belt
0: Jones. I don't have we to see the- Shaft. I know Shaft. We discussed is the that. the best
1: one, though. Like Shaft but, is. Everyone says that's the best one.
0: But I mean, so of course, Shaft is year. the best one because it's the only
1: one that's literally carried through to now. It was actually one of the first ones too. It came out in 1971 before all these. Laid the groundwork, mm-hmm. so we'll do Black Belt Jones, and then we'll finish with the Mac. We'll do Shaft next year. Okay, I don't, know, y'all I don't think to, I want to do. I, I mean, can send the Mac to y'all. Have you seen the first Superfly, Rashad? I haven't seen anything. Yeah, you should saw a Superfly. I don't know if I should. Watch Superfly since he saw the news. Superfly. If we should watch the old Superfly.
0: <laughs> I'm just looking for the Snow Patrol. Also, did you know that Superfly is no longer on your Spotify feed?
1: Oh no, I didn't know.
0: Yeah, I was I was trying to add it to the Best of Hindsight Why So Serious playlist that I have on Spotify, and it's not on there. And neither is um the one that you said I gave a ten to. About call centers. I don't even (laughs) remember how I
1: got to that point. (laughs) Oh, um, sorry to 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 bother you.
0: Yeah, neither one of them were on there.
1: I enjoy sorry to bother you, but I was surprised that you loved that movie so much. Well, Well, I know,
0: I know what it's like having to call and be like, hello.
1: That voice was insane.
0: And I I think (laughs) that, I think that, um, the The primary actor, I'm I'm blanking on his name right now, but he's, he's phenomenal. Yeah, LaKeith. Jeff,
1: you and didn't like that one that much. Absolutely hated it. On y'all review, y'all <laughs> didn't like Absolutely that one. Absolutely
0: hated it. It was much. a really abstract movie.
1: That third act just took me all
0: out. Yeah, of it. I, I can see. I can see that. I can see where you would get that. Me too. But that voice, yeah. How you can get white folks to do anything if you learn how to do that voice? I felt that to my core. Because my job was to hello. Um, my name is um Peter, and I'm calling to ask if you want to go ahead and upgrade to the inside wire maintenance plan with your Yeah, but your, nobody uh, could AT&T. possibly believe
1: you were white with that California accent. There's no possible way.
0: Oh yes, they could. My name is Derek.
1: I can just I just hear it's because you know
0: me good sir um it has nothing to do with the the California accent because
1: I too can speak with the British accent (laughs) (laughs) that's a a coffee British accent all right so next week we have Black Belt Jones then we'll finish up with the Mac uh Jeff what, what what you got going on you ready for AEW tonight
2: yeah, I'm going to take a nap for that shit. Come on. that
1: That's going to be long, bro. <laughs> it's supposed to be almost five hours. So. Damn! Yeah. if you include the pre show,
0: if anybody can give me a free link, I'll watch it. Uh, Yeah, I'm actually paying the 50 bucks.
2: Um, yeah, I'm gonna be ready for it. Uh, what do we got going on this week? Oh, this week we got, um, the King's man. Twenty twenty one. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, the new one. Oh, dry. Are he's y'all the gonna movie.
1: Do, are y'all going to do the Batman?
2: I think so, but I think he said we're going to wait till... Because they okay. said it's going to be 45 days, and it's going to be on... Um,
1: oh, HBO Max, so you can do yeah. the watch-along. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Because I'm thinking
2: about going to see it again, but I ain't sure.
0: Just make sure you don't go at night in a comfy, lean-back seat. You'll fall asleep.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be like a early morning, afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the Batman stand. Absolutely. This is the this is the second best Batman movie.
1: It is. I agree. I thought the movie was like really well done. I'm just sick of seeing dark brooding loner Batman when like all his best stories are like him and his Bat Family. Dark Knight. I really
2: enjoyed the Bat fam- I, I do I enjoy the Bat Family too, but I think this is a lot I think this is like I think this going to be year two or three. It's supposed, yeah, it's
1: supposed to be year two. So I Which is it. fine. But yeah. that's like all of the movies that you've seen of Batman recently. They're all like Ben Affleck was brooding old Batman. Bitter. And then <laughs> Christopher Nolan was cop Batman who's brooding and angry. It's like yeah, the only time we got the Bat Family was in that terrible Batman and Robin movie that I don't even want to talk about. Which was horrible. Yeah. Who y'all think is the
2: best? Who would y'all say is the best Bruce Wayne?
0: I thought it was, uh, initially, I would have said, and nobody else ever agrees with me, but it is what it is. I liked Val Kilmer as Bruce, and I definitely (laughs) like Michael Keaton as Bruce. But I liked Val. I thought that he had an understated uh, quality to him, Um, if I recall correctly. And then George Clooney.
1: I thought Affleck would have been great at Batman if they let him be Batman. Yeah.
0: But they didn't gonna let be,
1: him be Batman.
2: <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see his last little Flash, whatever he got going on in the Flash. I bet him.
1: you he'll be way better in this Flash movie than any of the other ones.
2: Somebody brought up a good point. Just make him Thomas Wayne and call it a day.
1: Mm. I think that's supposed to be Keith. Well, no, Keith is supposed to be Bruce, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Who knows what the hell they're doing with that? I shit? guess they were just saying, like, if you wanted to
2: recast him. But I was like, no, nah, oh, yeah. still look at him as Batman unless you do the whole Flashpoint thing and whatever. But who knows? This
1: Batman movie reminded me of Logan so much. It's like this grounded superhero movie, although it made a lot more sense than Logan. But it was like both like supremely acted movies. Like the cast in this movie was fantastic. Just oh, yeah. like Logan.
2: Oh, like this is amazing. So we all we all you seen it too, Rashani. Uh-huh.
1: Last night. Oh, I can say this then.
2: I only had one issue, and I told Shahid. So why this motherfucker was walking around like like Debo? <laughs> he was randomly walking around. <laughs> I'm gonna pull up in the club <laughs> <laughs> in his bat suit. Yeah, like <laughs> you know who I am.
0: You know who yeah, I am? Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking for I'm I'm looking for penguin. Which, by the way, great job, Colin Farrell.
2: Man, yeah, you can even tell us him. Once they figured out, once he figured out, and once Hollywood figured out, no, you're just a great character actor. Sky's been a limit for him. Mm-hmm. You know, Andy
1: Serkis is usually a character actor, and he played the straight man. Like, he played just straight up Alfred, really good. That was yeah. like, I was shocked. But here's the thing, I'll say about this: um, if there's supposed to be a trilogy of these movies, yes, you want me like this goes back to my Bat Family thing. You want me to believe this? Emo Batman is going to be the person who adopts an orphan and teaches them how to fight. This dude, I mean, about to... if,
2: if you have what five years go past, yeah, which possibly that's what so. Movie.
1: Emo, he's like, <laughs> I don't know, it's it fresh. Just he's just
2: lost his parents, it's still fresh to him. He's you see, you see the transformation within the movie of him becoming like, nah, this whole vengeance shit that is, I
1: liked a lot.
2: Yeah, it's like, nah, I gotta be for the people because this is Gotham. I mean, I, I, it's going to be interesting.
1: When I do my review, I was going to say, if you liked where Nolan's Batman left, this took, this was in that same vein, but acted incredibly by the entire cast. And the story, by the way, was great. I liked the story a lot. But if you're somebody like me who wanted to see, like, you know, a modern, like, everybody takes these Batman movies from that Dark Knight Returns book. And it's like all these Batman movies are based on Batman and the Dark Knight Returns. And I'm just like, you know, like there's like 40 other years of Batman where he doesn't act like that, where he's not brooding, angry, loner, mad to himself. Like he does other things.
2: It's going to take somebody with the balls and guts to say, let's try this. Just like no matter how I feel about the man of steel. Some I was like, no, I want to get out that Christopher Reeves uh, color and happy-go-lucky, which is nonsense because you're supposed to stay there. But, you know, they took the, it like, let but, me put yeah, it here. A Jeff,
1: before we get out here, Jeff, here's the point. I am actually a person who hates, hates Zack Snyder movies, but actually enjoyed Man of Steel, even though I thought it was a terrible Superman movie. But you, Jeff, like me, watch Superman and Lois. That shit is so much better
2: Hey, that's Superman. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that is who Superman is in everything.
1: It is so great. It's so great. And I watched it, I'm like, yeah, somebody read a comic book before. <laughs> so yeah. versani you can close it out. I know we had our Batman talk.
0: Oh me. So um yeah, you can uh leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes like thirteen seconds um you can also leave a review for the show on uh podchaser and copy and paste that in the apple podcast and then copy and paste that in the good pods um that'll take you about a minute and a half to 2 minutes if you use google voice you know to text to say your message um brandon's on twitter at that cool black nerd black is be okay uh jeff's on twitter is jeff versus the world um and that's vs um I'm on Twitter at Rashani and the show is Hindsight Reviews, R-E-V-U-E-S. You can email us at HindsightMovieReviews at gmail.com. Again, that's R-E-V-U-E-S. Uh, and the voicemail number is 916-633-1537. You can donate to the show through Patreon.com uh, slash Single Simulcast or at BuyMeACoffee.com slash SSCast um, or on the Good Pods app. Uh, there's a tip jar. And every... Dime We Get goes towards buying movies, not this. Not not Petey Weedstraw. This was, this was <laughs> free on Tubi. But there are other movies that we do have to purchase, and so this does help out with waylaying those costs. I think that's about it. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, we greatly do appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace. The theme music for Hindsight is The Insider Theme by The Insider. You can find this song on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast.